What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hindsightless, the sporadic podcast where I talk about life, role-playing games, or whatever else might be running around inside of my head, but mostly role-playing games, I promise. <laughs> so this is a fun episode. I, I, I love this. Jason was basically live-tweeting while he was listening to Anchorite to Symbol 3, but instead of tweets, he was sending messages. So that's what we got. And then Menion comes in like a ray of sunshine partway through the episode. So yeah. <laughs> let's let's hear what Jason had to say about Anchorite to Symbol. So using food as an analogy, not every change to recipe is an improvement, and not every change to a game is an improvement. We're making something better. You know, I, I give to you remakes of movies. 99% of the time, a remake of a movie is not better than the original. Yet the people making it think it's better. Just like, you know, these so-called improvements to OD&D aren't better. People just think they're better. And if your group enjoys playing OD&D, then there's nothing wrong with it. And it gives that freedom to the dungeon master and players to trust their dungeon master to just play the game, adjudicate as they go, and it works fine. So I guess I don't see what the problem is, but I will say not all all, not all changes are better. Dude, I never <laughs> I never said that there's anything wrong with playing O D and D, man. If you like that style of play that's cool. I like that style of play sometimes, too. I just don't like it all the time. <laughs> but yeah, a, a, a funny thing about recipes is if you look back at the original recipe for the dishes that still exist today, because there are a lot of dishes today that were being made back in like the 1600s, 1700s. If you grab a cookbook, a cookbook from back then... Those recipes are basically inedible now. Well, first off, you probably wouldn't even be able to get some of the ingredients. But even then, tastes change. Uh, there's a YouTube channel I watch called Townsend's and Son, I think. And this dude does that. He, he gets a bunch of cookbooks from, you know, 1600s, 1700s. I think maybe he gets as early of cookbooks as he can and he tries to recreate these recipes. And almost to a T, every now and then he'll find some, and it's a huge red letter day when he makes a recipe that actually tastes good. <laughs> that isn't terrible. And okay, I hear you already, Jason. I'm not, this isn't an analogy. I'm not comparing OD&D to the terrible foods from back then. <laughs> Even though back then, I don't, people didn't think they were terrible. Just tastes change. Things change. But yeah, man. You're absolutely right about remakes of movies. They're almost always terrible. I 100% agree with you, dude. So let's talk about more stuff we agree with. Let's talk about Apocalypse World and Monster Hearts. Hey, Joe. Probably a lot of Nortons on this podcast. I appreciate the talk about sex moves. Very cool. Sounds like maybe we need to play Monster Hearts instead of um, Apocalypse World. But I'm okay either way. And, and let's be honest, Carl's big into post-apocalyptic stuff so he'll probably appreciate apocalypse world a little bit more than monster hearts but let me listen to what minion has to say <laughs> i'm sure carl loves that you keep throwing out suggestions for what he'll want to play and stuff <laughs> but yeah dude 
Apocalypse World is a fun-ass game, man. It does a pretty good job, I think, of touching in on that post-apocalyptic feel. So, yeah, dude. And I, I think I would feel more comfortable running Apocalypse World than Monster Hard since I'm going to be running it for a bunch of middle-aged dudes. Yeah. That minion's a pretty smart guy, especially about your arguments being off sometimes. But as you point out, it's great that we can sell conversations, even though not everybody's always right. So it's all good. Um, appreciate hearing that. And yeah, he, he's also a very polite guy, which is great. So I'm glad that you saw fit to publish his, episode, his calls on your episode. Very cool. Let's move on to the next point. Dude, you're absolutely right. Menin is both smart and polite. You know, you're also right in the fact that I was wrong in my thinking before, but y'all have shown me the light. Uh, I now see, I now see, <laughs> and that's awesome. So yeah, thank you for that. Um, I'm glad we have this new way of thinking that we'll talk about more in the next episode. <laughs> But yeah, you know, Jason, you mentioned that Mandy was polite, so let's hear from the man himself. Let's hear how polite he is, because he's a very polite boy. So Menin, take it away, my friend. Hey Joe, this is Menion, also known as Rob. Uh, apologies for the last um, last uh, message I sent you. Obviously, that's not <laughs> exactly what I should have said uh, when I wanted to reach out and uh, show my... Uh, appreciation and instead I was really kind of rude um, by saying I don't um, what did I say that I don't um, I think your I think your arguments are off uh, I wanted to say something slightly different maybe something more nuanced and I just didn't and I, I failed to get that across um, and I'm not going to use the words speak um, talking across or speak speaking across each other because I know you hate that too but uh, I think there was there's occasionally some kind of misunderstandings or focusing on certain aspects that aren't as important um I'll, I'll talk about that more in my podcast but anyway cheers Rob yeah man there is absolutely no need to apologize apologize I appreciate you reaching out that's really cool but honestly like it didn't it didn't offend me or cause me any grief or anything like that. I don't mind when people disagree with me. That's cool. Uh, you know, like I, I, like I mentioned to you on discord, I could agree with myself all day, or I could just talk with other people that do completely agree with everything I say, but that's boring and not educational or enlightening or anything that sucks. I hate that. So it's really awesome that we're able to have, you know, cross trans Pacific conversations where we disagree with each other, but still have awesome conversations. And it's, it freaking rules. It freaking rules. So thank you. And yeah, absolutely, man. No need to apologize at all. I don't think you did anything that needed to be apologized for. So yeah, back to Jason. Okay, listen to calls about random tables. And yeah, I, I, I think I saw pretty good. I designed the world pretty much like you do, Joe. I, I, I don't think your answer is off at all about how to do any of that stuff. 
So definitely don't think that that I'm attacking you here. As far as player skill to time patrols and all that, sure, I, I can see that as player skill. Let's see if you address that, though, in your answer, Taylor. I did not address that in my answer to Taylor because, yeah, the the player skill debate for me is that's dead. That's how much I actually care about these things, right? Like, I know some people might think I get, like, fired up about this shit, but honestly, it it it, it doesn't really matter. I just love playing the games. And when I can't play the games, I'll talk about the games. But, yeah, that the tracking the the movements of guards in a dungeon absolutely that's a part of that player skill that we talked about before that's yeah that's nothing nothing new nothing that you know wasn't already discussed so i i just i didn't bring it up it is part of player skill of that type of player skill for sure good thoughts there about privacy hopefully we're still cool as cucumbers after you realize some of your arguments about OD&D are off, but, you know, it's okay. I, I, you can still be my friend. I'll, you, you know, I, I can have X percentage of people in, in my friend circle that's that are wrong. You know what I mean? No, I'm just kidding. The, you know, we can go back and forth over these games, but, but in the end, it, how you play at your table and if your group is happy with it is what matters. That's why what Rob's doing over down the heap so great, because he's working on making a game for him and his group that's going to be, you know, geared towards what they specifically want to do. And and you can't get better than that, because it's, it's you know, la- hyper-focused, laser-focused on what your group likes. And, and that's probably the, the best version of the rules there could ever be. So, it's all good. Absolutely, Jason. Absolutely, man. It's really all about having fun with your friends, playing these games, and just, yeah, spending time with your buddies. That's what it goes, or your family. I I hear rumors that some people play these games with their family. (laughs) But, dude, absolutely, you know, if if you want to play, like, laser-focused games, like Apocalypse World or OD&D, you can. If you want to play, like, more open games, like Beyond the Wall or Pathfinder, you can. And I love all of those games, man. They just serve different purposes at different times for different people. And that rules. And, you know, Jason talked about uh, Rob C. from Down in a Heap designing a game, which he's calling Down in a Heap, which is friggin' genius, by the way. <laughs> it's absolutely genius. That's super cool, too, man. That's another aspect of the hobby. You can go down that road and do that. That's amazing. I, I love all of this shit. I love talking about game theory like we do here. I love playing the games themselves. I love all of it. It's, it's fantastic. Great hearing your game recaps. Keep them coming. Love the enthusiasm. And yeah, some people, especially if they're used to, excuse me, games where people progress at the same rate, when you have different progression rates, which are meant to balance out the power of the party, it can seem weird when you have to wait as everybody else goes up. I can understand that. The reason Redcaps probably didn't mention Pathfinders because it's not D&D. I don't know. Just saying. I think you're overstating the power of Charm Person. Um, but if you want a more powerful spell, you can look at Charm Monster that 
is the same spell but employable against all creatures. Or you can look at Feeble Mind, which can you can cast Feeble Mind on a wizard. They get minus four to their saving throw. And once it hits them, their Feeble Mind until it's dispelled, which Charm Person can be dispelled by magic as well. And there are a couple other doozy spells. Um, you know, Death Spell is pretty good. Incantation, which kills two to 16 creatures of fewer than seven hit dice. So... If you're um, six level or lower, poof, you're dead. Any magic shell, field with surrounds magic user makes them totally impervious to all spells. I don't know. There, there are some good spells in OD&D, but I don't see a problem with having the magic user being high level. And the Charm Monster spells on a page of the topless Amazon, if that interests you. So, there you go. Different times, my friend. Game of a different time. Looking forward to your next podcast. Take care. Those other spells are cool, but they're not first-level spells. Remember, I said it's the most powerful first-level spell in the history of D&D. And I, I, I really don't think I am understating it. Because, you know, I said in the episode, I think I said it gives full control. That's not right. The text says it gives complete influence. Um, permanently over somebody. And yeah, complete influence over somebody is crazy, man. Think of what you could do with that. Think about certain politicians and what they can get people to do. <laughs> and that's not complete influence. That's just partial influence. Uh, it is an insanely powerful first level spell. Yeah, totally, man. But those other spells are rad too. <laughs> I love, I love magic in games. I mean, yeah, I I might have mentioned this before, but you know, theoretically anybody can learn how to sword fight in real life. Uh, people do it all the time. As far as I know, ain't nobody casting fireball. Uh, <laughs> but damn, man, yeah, magic just rules in games. It's. It's it's what I like about fantasy the most is the magical aspect of it. It's so cool and fantastical. It's awesome. More magic, please. Uh, interesting and fun, cool spells and cool magic systems are nice. I'm having fun with the magic in Beyond the Wall. Changing names of spells... I'll I'll be making up my own spells. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's nice. It's nice to be able to do that. It's really cool. It's a fun system. So yeah, let me get out of here now. Because that message was titled last. Well, this was fun. <laughs> like, dude, it, it's just so cool to me that someone would basically live message me as they were listening to an episode that that's awesome man thank you so much jason that's really cool i really appreciate it and menyan again thank you for the call i appreciate it but you absolutely didn't need to apologize i didn't take any offense or anything to what you said but I appreciate you reaching out, man. That's awesome. 
And yeah, I hope everybody is tuning in to both Jason and Menion shows. Uh, Nerds RPG Variety Cast and Confessions of a Weed Timorous Bougie. They are good. They are good shows. So yeah, thanks dudes. That was awesome. That was a lot of fun. And I'm going to get out of here. I'm a little tie-tie. Time to go nine-nine because I'm a little tie-tie. So until the next day, or until the next time, folks, stay safe, be kind to each other, be snuggly, and peace out.